Morning everyone, Josh here, Solopreneur Grind. It is the SG Daily number 85. It's November the 15th, and you can't see it if you're watching on YouTube. I guess I could turn the, turn the camera, but there is a lot of snow on the ground up here in the Great White North. I don't know why, because it's the middle of November, November 15th, smack dab in the middle to be exact, but uh, it's part of the risk that we take in living here. So anyways, hope your week is going well. The snow definitely affects things a little bit, but it's not too, too cold yet, so that's okay. The last week or so, I've, I've pretty much been neck deep in marketing, and so typically for these dailies, I like to chat about, you know, I, I like to chat about what I'm neck deep in because I find that it's much easier to talk about that content, and it, it could be so much more, um, when it's so much more top of mind, it's just easier to talk about. I can go into more detail. I can give specific examples in really good detail. So I'm going to talk about marketing, long story short. And what I kind of realized is, especially as you're a, if you're a solopreneur or if you're at a startup or if you're just early on, that actually being restricted by money is actually a pretty good thing. For one or two reasons, I think the main reason why actually being strapped for cash in terms of early marketing is because it forces you to actually do all the really hard work that has to go into marketing in order for it to be effective. And what I mean by that is if you do have a lot of money, it can be really easy to hire a marketing agency or throw out a bunch of Facebook ads or pay a bunch of influencers to like do marketing for you in quotation marks if you're listening on the podcast and you couldn't see that. And you're missing out on a few things by doing that early on, right? If, if you get to a certain point where you kind of know what you're doing and, and you know who your customer is and you know kind of what works and what doesn't, uh, or you just have a ton of money and can work with a very good agency, then sure, it, you know, maybe it makes sense. But if you're a solopreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur on a budget or you're a tech startup or, or any startup without funding, then if you skip the first few important steps to marketing, I think it'll set you back. And the reason for that is if, if you have to do it all yourself, you really have to go through all the key important steps to market, marketing and sales, really. And, and what I think those are is... I've kind of boiled it down to kind of three steps that I'm going through right now. Number one is is sort of exploratory and focused on the customer, right? So number one is you really need to learn a lot about who it is that you're targeting. And actually, even before step one, you might want to figure out exactly who you're going to try and target first, right? So it's one thing to get to know your target market. But if you don't know who the target market is, you should definitely figure that out first. So I'll give you a quick example. I'm, I'm building an immigration platform right now to help people immigrate to Canada for free. And the two demographics that I'm targeting are tech workers in India, just because there's a large volume of them that want to move here that, that are typically eligible for immigration, and recent graduates already in Canada because they have gone through part of the immigration process, but, th but they need to get the next step in order to stay here. But if I didn't know that, I wouldn't even know, you know, I couldn't get to the next step or I couldn't do it well, right? Which is you need to learn a lot about them, right? So now that you have that target in mind, go talk to a bunch of them or research a bunch of them or, you know, 
surround yourself with a bunch of them. But again, if that market is too broad, right? If you're just targeting 25 year old males who live in the US, that's not very specific. And any market research or research whatsoever is going to be super broad and, and super vague. And there's just too many people that that could encompass, right? So you want to get pretty narrow. It can be one or two or even three demographics, but pick two to three at most and then do that research phase, right? Talk to a bunch of them, interview a bunch of them, uh, read about a bunch of them. Um, go, go on forums where they all hang out, go to events where they all hang out, stuff like that. So find out everything about them. Number two is once you know almost everything about them is you need to figure out the best ways to market to them. And there's a variety of ways, right? You could uh, spend money on ads. You could create content. You could throw events. You could cold email. You could cold phone call. You could, you know, there's, there's a million things. And there's no right answer, unfortunately. I think that's probably the toughest part about mar marketing is there is no right answer. Uh, you can use data to find what is probably the, one of the better answers, and I'll get to that in, in my kind of third step. But it's very subjective in the sense that there is no right answer, right? And what might work for one company or what might have worked for you for a different company when you ran a different company or even when you marketed a different product or service for your own company might not work for this one. So number two is find two or three of these avenues to market and test, right? Because you don't know which one's going to win. So pick two or three that are efficient, uh, not only in the ability to test, but in terms of cost and time. So, so it's efficient to test and could be an efficient way to market in general. Now, that, that doesn't mean it has to scale, right? Because what's become very prevalent lately is to do things that don't scale. And I think it's for a very good reason, which is at the beginning, you really need to get to know the people that you're marketing to, what their reactions are, what's working and what's not. So in my situation, I'm using a combination of Facebook ads because they are super cheap and you can get really targeted with them. So that's helpful. Number two is content marketing primarily through blogs and social sharing. So just the content that, I, that I'm that i covering, it, it just fits really well for blog posts and being able to share them on social media and stuff like that. So that's why I, I haven't gone the YouTube route yet. Maybe I should, I'm not sure, but there's only so many hours in the day and, and the blog stuff has been good and hopefully with SEO, it'll be a good pairing. And then thirdly is... Uh, I'm flirting with the idea of some running some either in-person or online events. So I'm already doing online kind of classes where users can tune in and, and chat and learn about stuff. But also, especially for the Canadian targets, is the in-person, you know, uh, workshops and stuff like that to help educate. So testing all those. Number three, the third step is test them. Have a time, have a, you know a period of time that you're going to test for and when you're going to reevaluate and what some of the goals are, right? So for example, with Facebook ads, those are really easy to test in one or two days, right? If you put 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a day on ads, you can learn pretty quickly which ones work, which ones don't, because it'll tell you all the data, right? All the numbers are right there. It's kind of creepy actually, but um, it's really useful. So you can see clear as day, if I run three ads and I put 20 bucks in, 
per day, you know, 10 to 20 per day. I'm typically between 10 and 15 per day. But what I've learned is the more you put in, the quicker you can get, uh, obviously, a, a better result uh, or a more substantial result. And you can tell right away. Sorry, my mic cut out for there for a second. But what I, what I wanted to say is, with the data you can get from things like Facebook ads and everything else, you want to be able to track it and have a period in time where you reevaluate it. So, for example, Facebook ads, it could be as short as every one or two days you're going to reevaluate, right? And pick the ads that are performing best, the ones that you're getting the cheapest link clicks or signups or whatever your conversion metric is. For things like blog content and you know in-person events and things like that you might need a little bit more time right you probably want to run more than one in-person event to really get an idea of how effective it is because the first one maybe no one's heard of you and maybe you only get three people but maybe the second one you get six and then word spreads and the third one you get nine right so you need to be realistic in setting goals and in terms of timeline and what it looks like, what a successful one might look like, and adjust from there. So that's pretty much it. Marketing, very top of mind right now. It might be a marketing month in terms of my content just because of how involved I am with it. Hope your week is going well. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And I definitely recommend subscribing to the email list as well. I send one every Friday. Uh, with more updates about what I'm doing, some insights, and just any other news about stuff that I'm working on. Anyways, hope you have a good weekend, and I will talk to you next week.